0: <laughs> back. Community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Supercoach Podcast. I'm Lek Dog and I'm joined once more by the love of my life, the light of my skies. It's Patch. How are you?
1: I'm good, Lek Dog. I'm very, very good. How are you, my good friend?
0: I'm drowning, mate. I'm drowning. I'm drowning in terrible scores, rain, and I've just poured about a liter of water into my keyboard. So. It, it, it's. I'm struggling. And if the podcast just dies, it's because I've short-circuited something and likely have burnt to death. So, uh, everything's coming up, Lake
1: dog south of the border. You'd love to see it. Love to see it. Speaking of things we love to see, it's been less than a minute. I still need to bring it up. Sean Higgins scored 180 on the weekend, Lake dog 180 from Sean Higgins. Get him in your team. He, less than 500k... Get him in. That's
0: uh, remarkable. Um, he's he's outscoring guys like Jack Viney, Brad Shepard, who is amongst the top 50 players this year, Cam Guthrie, Trent Dumont. There's a lot of stuff happening in the AFL this year in supercoach and Sean Higgins. Posting huge scores is one of those things. He might even be outscoring Daniel Rich for the year, who's having a little bit of a down year, which is disappointing, but uh, making way for Zach Bailey. A.K. the next Daniel Rich,
1: you've called that one early. You've called it early, but we'll, we'll crack into a whole bunch of other options. Obviously, Sean Higgins, top of the list of people to trade in. If you, that should be a lot of people tuning out of the podcast right now, being like, "Yep, that's my trade for the week." Sean Higgins in, off I go. But if you got more, there's more, lek dog. There's more this week because <laughs> oh boy, do people have cash? They've got cash. It's time to go shopping.
0: They do. They've got cash to splash. Patch. Is it time if you don't have one of the big ruckmen, to spend all your cash on that or can you is there can you half arse it and try and find points elsewhere, Patch? As someone who myself had Max Gorn, traded him out for cash, I've still got some cash there, I can bring him back in. Should I just be doing that or should I be stuffing around trying to find uh, some cheapies? Should I be looking at Riley O'Brien or is it all in, big guns, grundy, gone, apparently Tim English.
1: Tim English scoring 200 on the weekend is insane, and especially after earlier in the year when we're like, is he up to scratch as an AFL ruckman? Neck minute turns round and he's blitzing the competition. But in terms of the ruck line, it's something that a lot of people, or basically everyone that traded in Mark Peternet has had to grapple with this week um, because he's 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 fallen apart, uh, as, as young players tend to do in the system. He's hit the wall a little bit earlier than we would have wanted, and I don't think it's incredibly viable to continue with him for more than a week or two um, just because he's got Goldstein this weekend and Goldstein could well snap the man in two. Um,
0: That's another man that you could actually look to mm. trade in if you don't quite have the cash for a Gorn. Uh, Goldie, slightly cheaper than Grundy. And I'll say this about Pitto. I've watched him... Obviously, every week he's played. I felt like last week he was a bit hard done by score-wise, but this week he was lucky to get the 30-odd points that he got. He was trounced. He only showed up in the fourth quarter, and it's time to bid him. If you've got him at R3, maybe you can just hold him there as a backup, but if you've got him on field, a flick the man, even if it means stuffing the rest of your trade plans, because guess what? He's sputtering it up hard.
1: Absolutely. There's not a huge amount you can do, and there's... It's hard to justify looking at anyone other than the top three. Um, you'd assume you'd have one of Grundy, Gorn, or Goldstein already, and if you've got Pitnet, you're obviously missing, um, you know, another one of the top scorers in Supercoach this year. Because the three Rucks are towards the top of averages, just no matter how you look at it, and it's kind of insane. Um, three of the yeah, top Max, four on. averages on for his the way year. to eight hundred k. And I just don't think you can half-ass it in the Rucks. If you're gonna, you can't half-ass sort of two whole things in terms of half, half-assing bringing in a, a Raleigh O'Brien and then hoping it'll kind of fix up and, and match, you know, match a Todd Goldstein or a Brodie Grundy or a Max Gorn output. It just, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, so I think you need to find a way to get that cash. If you double downgraded last week, you should be able to just sort of flick and it up or you can get rid of a Max King um, or, a, or a Curtis Taylor I, I don't know, but it's the world is your oyster in terms of that. But what? How, how do we do it if we don't have cash?
0: Well, that's the that's the tough one. I think Curtis Taylor's the obvious trade out option this week. His break even's up. Believe it's about eighty. I don't have it in front of me. I'm trying desperately to get my computer to work with a keyboard full of water. Um, but. He's the one, the first one, we're looking at getting rid of. He's break even high. He's made you some cash. He scored you some points. Uh, King, potentially, we could look at as well to trade. It's going to be tough. It's going to be really, really tough to do it if you don't already have cash reserves in the bank. To get from a pitonet all the way up to uh, Max Gorn, what do you need, like 400k? 350k? A lot of yeah, 370 k. So that's a lot of cash. Uh, is there any underperforming primos we can downgrade to bring in? Go to some mid prices. I don't know if you don't have cash, it's going to be rough. But you've got you've got to get cash.
1: Yeah, got to get that mad cash. And I think the underperforming primo is, option is is a viable one. I am seriously looking at trading humor Cluggage down to like a Sam Mays, who will obviously would touch on the rookies in a little bit um to then get the cash to go up but there's there's another problem this weekend that bailey smith is 409k and this is the week to bring him in with a break even of 47 will gain place at gold coast this week could score 120 will gain another sort of 30k this week ah uh, uh, do we have to get bailey smith or is it more important to get rid of Peter net? How net what, what do we do what's the priority
0: oh i think the priority is you have to get rid of uh Pitnett. Look, I'll look I'll be devil's advocado for the moment. Pitnett's best games uh of the season. The first game he played in, he went up against Max Gorn. You can argue that Max Gorn was maybe a little underdone. He scored 134. Over at Geelong, he took on whoever the hell they have in the ruck. I think was it Reese Stanley at the time? Who knows who's who, in it, their ruck?
1: Who knows? Who knows?
0: But yeah, he's he's struggled against Tim English in score wise, he got destroyed by Peter Laddams, who's spent about, he's played about, you know, six minutes of AFL footy at the level. There's an argument, Devil's Avocado, not my opinion, that maybe he steps up his game against Todd Goldstein. But even if he breaks his scoring record, Pittnet this week, his price won't change because he's breaking him to 133. So your priority has to be getting rid of him. Next priority: Bailey Smith, 409k, very cheap. Um... I think if you miss him, it's not the end of the world. You can get him next week. You can take another look at him. He obviously didn't turn up against Essendon uh, in what was not a great game mm, for the Bombers. No. Was he just? Was there too many points going elsewhere? What happened with uh, with Old Smithy?
1: Um, not quite sure. He he had a fair bit of the footy early and then kind of tapered off a little bit. Um, but I'm not too sure. I kind of didn't see a huge amount between my fingers which were covering my mm. eyes for most of that game.
0: Yeah, um, well, look, he's he's not a 100% must-get. A lot of people are going to get him. He's going to be probably the most traded-in player this week. He's already in 8% of teams. He's not my absolute priority, particularly with guys like Mitch Duncan coming back soon with a price drop set to jump uh, set to happen. Guys like Jai Simpkin, who we expect is going to have a, a big old price plummet coming soon so he's not my huge priority smith but Pittnet is um there's another smith i want to talk about patch and that's devon smith at this stage he's an f7 for us we've got to probably hold him break even 89 he might hit that he probably won't what's going on with him four scores effectively of 70 in the last four weeks what's going on and what do we do with him he's in 60 percent of teams
1: well, I mean, that's a good question. Um, it's a very good question. What do you do with Essendon as a whole before I get too soliloquizing about how bad Essendon is as a team? It's just, it's not coming together for the Bombers. And despite the decent win-loss ratio, we're not a good football team. We just keep pasting over the cracks. And Devon Smith is kind of been a bit of a crack this year. He's um, been overtaken by Darcy Parrish, who's getting a few more midfield minutes. Um, you know, Jake Stringer was in there ahead of him, and he's kind of floating on the outside and, and running off, off a half forward flank and not quite getting the the tackle numbers that we, we love to see from him, not quite getting the possession, not quite doing as much with the football. He's just not really having a, a huge impact. Um, but in this season, I just don't think we can get rid of him. Do we just keep him on the pine and, and use him, especially in these, these bye weeks that are coming up? Um, do we just sort of sit him on the pine and, and use him to cover donuts as that F7M8 M nine, What's the position now? I don't even know.
0: I... <laughs> F- F7 slash uh, M9. Yeah, I think that's correct. I think, yeah, it's an interesting one. For him, obviously, it's only 30K required to jump the Bailey Smith. You'd think that's a pretty large improvement in terms of potential output. But you, what you flagged there about the buys, I think... We've said this a lot this year, and you can say it from a position of authority as someone who's highly ranked, and I can say it from a position of someone who ignored the advice and is poorly ranked. Having warm bodies is going to be really, really, really important for the rest of the season, particularly with, with the buys coming up. You know, We don't know what the structure of Supercoach is going to. Players are going to be rotated. We've already seen teams like St. Kilda and the Bulldogs are debuting more players this week. Teams are going to go through their entire playing lists over the next uh, stint of games and everyone's going to get a game, a lot of players are going to get rested. It's going to be about having as much flexibility and as much points on field as humanly possible and maybe that means a Devon Smith is a is a requirement to just hold on to because there's more value in moving on a rookie than just having him stink it up but at least he's alive. Yeah, he, he will What's play. What's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, can't imagine he'll be he'll be dropped. dropping. he's normally not the sort of player that, that needs stints on the sidelines or, or rest unless he's picked up a niggle or an injury. Um, plays for Essendon as well. So they've already had their buy effectively. Um, Bailey Smith would be an improvement, but whether or not you can justify the trade, uncertain. At this stage, it looks like, and I'm hearing whispers, it will probably be best 18 during that buy period. Um, unsure as to whether or not we'll get the three trades, but we will have to wait until the AFL releases the uh, the next block of fixtures, and whether or not that's before Thursday night's lockout, we don't know. We just don't know. Let me just let le- let me just stop you right there, Patch. Pass Patch, idiot Patch, who didn't realise that minutes after finishing recording this episode, the AFL fixture for the next few rounds would drop. Yeah, Gil. Yeah, Travis Old. Thanks, guys. Thanks for giving us the heads up on that one. Um, So obviously we don't cover that in this podcast because we recorded it just before it came out. Um, There will be some analysis up on the website. Stay tuned for all of the information. It will be posted on jockreynolds.com.au sometime in the next few hours from when you hear this, which means time is transient. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking. Back to the podcast. Everything's a bit up in the air this year, but yeah, warm bodies on the park are essential. Very essential. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's, it's hard. A lot of people that the people who are high up, highly ranked are probably going to bite the bullet and trade some of these underperforming primos. But for those of us making up the numbers, I think it's going to be tough to do that. Uh, I'm looking at my team right now. I've got six rookies all not playing on my bench. Um, all have played games, but all currently aren't playing. It's hard if you've got the ability to have warm bodies on your bench. Prioritise that, and I'm going to say it again, prioritise getting Mark Pitnett the hell out of your team.
1: Yeah, yeah, abs- absolutely need to do that, and I think that, that is the priority as much as Bailey Smith. You know, Bailey Smith will still be there next week. Pittnet. I mean, to Carlton, Carlton can't drop him, but like his price can plummet. He's the you know the god that is Bryce Mitchell. With put out the prediction on Twitter earlier over the weekend, saying that he dropped to about three seventy-five k, three eighty k, based on a, an eighty output or a seventy output, which is about as much as you can expect from him. Um, so obviously, if you don't have Gorn, you'd be going for Gorn. If you do have Gorn, do you prefer Grundy or Goldstein?
0: Uh, that's a an, a very interesting question I think based on oh, that's really hard it's a really hard question I think I do still back in Grundy but I see the argument for Goldie as well I just feel like Grundy more likely to, to back it up be able to play back to back games in shortened period of time uh, although you could potentially argue there's more backup in the Ruck for Collingwood maybe they're inclined to rest him they've got Cox and Cameron I don't know it's really tough I'd probably be backing in in Brodie Grundy still though
1: yeah I'd, I'd yeah not sure if there's a, a wrong answer there they're both sort of you know in the in the top couple of players for the season both will be at the end of the year there's you know five points split in the, the minute um, is there an argument that maybe if you if you go Grundy and you've got Darcy Cameron on your bench, it's like a a, a, um, a handcuff situation, which is very common commonly used in draft teams where you try and select you know backup ruckman and the the ruckman number one ruckman. That way, if one misses, you have the other one playing. Maybe that if you're you're a pro player, maybe you could go with something like that. Maybe that could split them for you. But
0: works the same the other way if you've got Tristan Zeri. Not that I know enough about him to say that he's a ruckman that's going to play in the ruck but you know it's just might be the enough of a deciding factor also goldie is in like 6% of teams whereas grundy's in about 106% of teams so that might be what gets it across the line exactly. for you but yeah i don't think you can go wrong with either one i'd back grundy and um, as i've backed him in Fair all enough. year
1: Fair enough. Shall we swing around to some other positions? There'll be some people that that will have their their Grundy and Gorn locked in. They don't need to touch their rucks. They've already got Bailey Smith and have put up with a, a three concussion. Are there other trades people could consider doing this week, like Dog?
0: Oh, I mean, there are, there's always trades we can consider doing. I once suggested we trade in Rory Thompson. Life's crazy. <laughs> Never life forget. can set you fast.
1: <laughs> Never forget. <laughs>
0: I still maintain that that wasn't a terrible decision. He, he did his uh, well, knee two weeks later. It was a terrible decision. Isaac Rankin has made 70k. He turned up again on the weekend. He's clearly going to score goals and he's going to score, score supercoach points when he does. If he didn't jump on Isaac Rankin, is it is he too expensive at 195k? Is it too late? Or is he still a valid choice?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I, I think he, he won't pump out hundreds every week as much as he, he looks exciting he's a small forward he plays for gold coast they'll drop off at some point His scoring will drop off with it um but warm bodies on the field my god get them into your team there aren't too many other rookie options around this week um, there's, a
0: couple, there's a couple a couple of 200k players people are looking at sam mays and and our boy Derek egg smith is Egg-Moose. also being looked at
1: yeah, so I think those 200k players might be the best bet, which doesn't help if you're trying to jump up to a, um, to a Gorn or Grundy or Goldie. Um, but I think those options are probably a little bit better than the options that are a bit cheaper in terms of your, your Will Hamels or you know scrolling down a little bit more you know, some of those other players that, that aren't quite cutting the mustard points-wise.
0: In terms of some other players' patch that people can look at, I know Hugh Greenwood and Christian Petrarca are very highly traded in this week. Adam Trelaw, you bought him in a couple of weeks ago, is tearing it up. He's averaging like 33 disposals in shortened quarters. It's insane. But there are some some other value picks that we can jump on. Lockie Whitfield, if people still don't have him, pushed out a 102 on the weekend. He's still only 470K. And Tom Duday, the acting captain... At Adelaide. People would have jumped on him, or people who did jump on him a few weeks ago would be loving life when he was priced at about 300k. He's pumped out a 113, a 48 turd, 116, 105 and 124 in the last few weeks. You can still pick him up at the pretty cheap price of 433k. He's someone that we're looking at.
1: Absolutely. Especially this year, we need need a lot of that value um, simply because cash is hard to come by um four hundred and thirty three K, you'd pick him and he'd be a, he'd be a D6 by season's end, you know, averaging the ninety, and you know, you take out the the garbage game and he'd he'd be averaging close to that hundred mark. Um yes, absolutely. Um especially with that captaincy role he, he took to that with a big shine in the third quarter. Um yeah, yeah. I don't think you can go too wrong with him if you don't have the cash to go up to a Sicily or or some of these other players.
0: Yeah, there's, look, and I'm just going to keep jumping around with some mid-prices before we move into talking about defense. And by mid-prices, I mean just people who are underpriced. Stephen Gnigliog, captain of the GWS Giants. Guess what? He's playing in the midfield patch and, well, looks pretty good when he does. His last three scores, 103, 97, and then 141 on the weekend. Obviously, he's a little bit up and down. That's been his story his whole career for us. Is he someone at 500k we're considering? No. Or, no? No, you God no. Sean Higgins at 490k, I don't you?
1: Sean Higgins at 490k, absolutely. But also, Gnigliog has burnt me too many times in Supercoach. Leon Cameron refuses to play him in the position he's good at, being the centre, because AFL coaches do not think about Supercoach when they construct their sides. All they care about is bloody winning leg dog. And it just drives me around the flame and drink. It really does. <laughs> um... So no, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't touch Gnigliog because you've still got Callum Ward to come back into that team. They might bring Tom Green back. They've still got a whole bunch of young, good midfielders. They could throw Cox forward. And if they do, he'll average 80. And I'm not about that. Elliot Yo at that similar price, about 500k is still very good value. He's playing in Perth for a whole like big bunch of games. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably prefer him. I'd. Probably prefer Sean Higgins than Gnigliog. Higgins. Um, I just yeah, I'm not all about that that Stephen Gnigliog in the old super coach.
0: Well there's a couple other names I want to throw past, name we don't have to spend as much time on these guys. Luke Parker's basically at his lowest price. He may dip again this week, break even one thirty-six, but five hundred and forty K like he's uh ranked seventeenth overall this year, scored one forty one on the weekend. There's no one else there in that Sydney lineup. worth talking about some super coach sense for the most part. Uh, is he someone we can start to look at? Maybe not this week, but next week, Luke Parker? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. He's been value for, for, well, not so much value for many years, but he's been a consistent performer for many years, has a lot of experience under the belt. From a super coach standpoint, He's a year that he looks like he's on. Go for it. Um, Taylor Adams, another one. Um Still a little bit more expensive than these guys at five hundred and seventy k, but you picked him up the last couple of weeks, and you've uh, you've been quite enamoured with him.
0: Yeah, it turns out he's pretty good at football. Loves a tackle, loves a cuddle, and I'd love to cuddle him.
1: Yep, hasn't dropped below one hundred yet this season.
0: No, potentially the only player, only midfielder to do that, have done that now after the weekend. Potentially, I'll need to double check that.
1: Um, citation needed. Trelaw's technically done it, but has only played three games.
0: Ah, uh, yes, that's a good point. Jack Viney, who we implored or I implored people over the last few weeks not t- to trade or didn't implore but didn't encourage trading, has backed up two 120s. Once again, I'm not trading him in. I'm just pointing out the volatile nature of the season and supercoach that you can trade out a bloke and then he pumps out two 120s. It hurts. And there's one more midfielder that I want to mention before we move to the back line because that's where we're going to do patch lorette for the day. Dane Zorko. Now, if you could trust his body, which it'd be difficult to do, he's at bargain basement price, $487,000, break even of 55, scored 116 on the weekend, 119 last week. You said it before, humor cluggage performance has dropped with the return of Dane Zorko. Is he someone that we can trust to bring into our sides as an underpriced midfield premium?
1: Oh, I love Dane Zorko so much. Love him so much. And love this selection so much. I'm not brave enough to do it because I'm a coward. Um, but if you're if you're brave enough to take Supercoach by the balls and just bring Dane Zorco in, he's you know, likely to play more home games. He loves playing up at the Gabba. He's had three he's had two injury affected scores so far this year with the forty-seven in round four. And I think he was I think he was injured in round one when he scored the fifty-two. I think.
0: I have no memory of round one. It mm. may as well have been a decade ago.
1: That is true. I'm going to say that he was. But anyway, you, you look at those three other games where he's had a, a decent run at it. 107, 119, 116. Um, kicks goals. Loves a snag. Loves some possessions. You could do worse?
0: Mm. There's a million names around this price. Tim Kelly, et cetera. We don't need to probably talk about it anymore. I just really like him. As a value pick. Clayton Oliver is more expensive than 100k more, but there's a lot of guys. Who do you pick? It's hard to know, but I really see some value here. This guy has ability to post captaincy scores. The tag is probably not going to him. It's probably going to Neil if teams are smart. So I think yeah. he's taking... I know I say good players don't take good players' points, but he's pushing Huma Cluggage into a different role, which is affecting owners for him. But let's... I've just seen that Paddy Wright is one of the most traded in players this week and oh, I'm not even going to comment on it. Don't let's, let's not talk even go there.
1: We've we've discussed a ruck. Patch. Let's let's just get some love into our lives with The Patchulorette. Welcome to The Patchulorette.
0: Patch, we once again gather here today in the Garden of Supercoach to discuss love, life and deliver roses, are we going do roses or is it footballs it, to
1: the I, I like, actually, maybe we can do like little green stems with footballs on top of them, yeah we'll do that, that sounds fun,
0: fantastic the green stems with little chocolate footballs in red uh, tin foil on top uh, you were to present these to your defender of choice this round, now, you know we've come a long way We've been here a long time, we've made some friends, we've had some laughs, we've shared some memories that'll last a lifetime. But now comes the hard part, Patch, you you have to choose who you're going to spend the rest of your season with. Without going into too much detail on all the players, I'll list them and you can go through it as you think. The first we've already spoken of, Dude, at $433,000, Acting Captain of Adelaide. Luke Ryan, the oft-forgotten Luke Ryan, at 503k over in Fremantle. Dan Houston, the Port Adelaide. He was a boom selection at the start of the year and he's fallen off, but he still might have a place in your heart. Jordan Ridley, of Essendon. Could Could you possibly consider an Essendon player after the performance they dished up? James Sicily, oh, he's a hot head, but he's a hot man and you want your hands all over him. And the final name that I will throw to you is the hottest man of all, Shannon the Burn Man Hearn, at $424,000. Patch, talk us through your thoughts. Let us know how you feel.
1: Oh, dear. So, yeah, we'll we'll go under the assumption. I do have a couple of names on this list in my side, but obviously for the purposes of the Patch Lorette, it's which which is the best option um, for... Super coach and oh dear, oh dear me, there are lots of really, really good ones, um, really, really good ones. Jordan Ridley has had a, a stellar year, and I've, I've spent some really, really good time with him this year. But I'm not quite sure. 515k's about maybe about the price. I think there might be a little bit more value out there, a little bit more potishness out there. he um, just, uh, yeah, I'm not not quite sure. Dan Houston, we had a fling, um, we broke up, and. Oh boy, has he he turned his life around since since we split? He's had three tons in a row, averaging 111 over his last three games. And again, this thing about coaches—he's um, he's coached the thrown him in the midfield the last couple of weeks. Um, right after I traded him out, 117, 109, 107, still under 500k. Mid forward, uh, mid defensive swing, excellent player. But I I don't know if I can go back. Um, let's not discuss Shannon Hearn too much, as much as he's got a big string of games at home. I'm not quite sure if the aging body will stand up to a shortened season. Um, Don't, don't really think I'd go there. So, so, but for me, Duda is excellent value. Very good looking kid. Um, Get him in your side if you're strapped in cash, but if you can afford it, Cicely and Ryan will both do very well this year. I really want to pick up Luke Ryan I just think playing games in Perth slotting nicely into Longview's game plan of getting lots of kicks taking all the kick outs looking really good but I think Sicily might just pip him for points just just
0: so the rose no the uh, the tinfoil football is going to the great man James Sicily well enjoy your time together patch you'll make Memories forever. He might miss a couple of key dates for you, but hey, when he's there, he's going to be good to watch.
1: Absolutely. Hot hot head, but a, a hot heart as well.
0: Teammate of uh, Ben Stratton, for those who, who didn't know. <laughs> yes, that of excellent selection, Ben that Stratton.
1: Out. Although, that said, well, he would have saved you several donuts, this year, dog.
0: Let's go to Ben Stratton watch, because he's actually made cash on the weekend. He not did. to not to veer out of things, but he almost deserves that fire emblem that's next to him. Oh, wait, he scored 22 on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> he made cash off a of 22. He did score 70-something oh, the week
1: before, but uh, yeah, 22. 72
0: the week before. Huge from him.
1: Huge, huge stuff. But, I mean, hey, that 22 could have saved you a donut. That's his second
0: 22... Ago. That would have that would have actually helped me over having Will Hamill on field who scored thirteen. So who's
1: who's laughing now, Lake Dog? Not Will Hamill. Ben's, not you. Ben, Stratton ben Stratton bloody has... Stratton is laughing away, cackling <laughs> away in Two the Hawthorn
0: line. of twenty-two. An AFL footballer. Well, what a world.
1: He's had so four five scores below forty for this season.
0: Maybe you can bring him on a couple of your dates with James Sicily.
1: Maybe, double date. You can come along. You can hang out with him, and I'll hang out with James and be a cute little double date, you know?
0: Just cute and little Jadling double date. If Chad Wingard comes, well, I'll pretend I didn't see anything.
1: That's the attaboy. boy. Hugh Greenwood. Um, if we want to talk about flames, uh, Hugh Greenwood has a flame next to his name. Averaging uh, 134 over the past few weeks, is he essential? Now that Matt Rowell's gone out, he is the key cog of that Gold Coast midfield. You can pick him up as a forward, 557K. Bye, 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 bye.
0: Yeah, void of significance meant that he's been able to step up in that role in the midfield. That's initially preseason. I thought he was going to be kind of stuck in the forward line, but he's really... Uh, they've really used his big body in the mids. He tackles a shit load, and 144 on the weekend. In the last two weeks, okay, we'll go to the last three weeks. He's had 35 tackles in the last three across the last three weeks. That's that's insane.
1: That's so a lot, that's a lot of cuddles, not a lot of social distancing.
0: Uh, is he my super absolute priority? At getting him into my team this round, into my forward line. No, but he's close. Uh, particularly if you look at a guy for your forward line. He's averaging 113 this year. He's just a boost. He is a boost.
1: He is indeed a beast. A few other players just on the horizon that might be dipping in price as well. Um, looking at Mitch Duncan, who you mentioned earlier, Nat Fife will have a dip in price as well. So if you're on the uh, on the lookout for a midfielder and you, you're able to wait a few more weeks, um, Lockie Neal will also dip to maybe 650K if we're lucky. Um there's a there's a bit of value out there if you are willing to wait a little while you can get some of the uh, the rolled gold top shelf primos um,
0: I did just want to point out patch um, and this is a very a very selfish thing to point out it's completely for me it's completely to make me feel better about myself but pre-season I said some stuff I said some things
1: you say, you say a lot of things like dog
0: I uh I said that potentially Noah Anderson would be a better selection than Matthew Mm. Rowell. Now, I am going probably too early to mention this. I probably should have waited another week, but Noah Anderson had 93 points on the weekend and he now only trails Matthew Rowell by a measly uh, 43 points. So if he can outscore 43 points this week, he was officially the better selection than Matthew Rowell, and I'll not hear another word about it.
1: Okay, then. Okay. Um, we'll just put that one in the uh, the big box of, of lek dog predictions that are technically correct.
0: <laughs> I've got and a just... lot of technically correct <laughs> It's
1: the best type of correct. You're technically... <laughs> he scored more points, so technically... but less...
0: well, yeah, I mean, he hasn't done it yet, but he might... He, and the well, other thing to think have, about have is you, that...
1: Have you just condemned Noah Anderson to a season-ending yes, knee injury? Yes,
0: unfortunately I have, yeah. Unfortunately <laughs> oh, we won't dear. see Noah Anderson again. And the other way, which you probably don't want to think about, is the fact that Matthew Rao got to 400 and you know 500k, allowed you to get a premium, whereas Noah Anderson's still kicking away at 300 grand. But I, w- I was going to
1: mention it, I wasn't going to mention it, but you, you've you brought it up now. Um, yeah, the the cash generation hasn't quite been there from old Noah, which is... Uh,
0: no, but... No, but technically I think I think I'll back myself in
1: you know what on sure sure we'll uh we'll put it but next to the Roy Thompson in the Roy Thompson jar of technically correct <laughs> thank things you that technically correct
0: Gold Coast <laughs> predictions thank you very much we ran Matthew rail through the base calculator patch for his first oh, 10 games
1: dude. oh boy was it's it all a... green
0: and it's it's not just green, it's double, triple the average for all of the best Supercoach players of all time in their first 10 games. His 11th game is a little skewed because he was on field for about six seconds and then did a shoulder, yeah. um, or his, whatever it was, his fourth game, I don't know. You know what I mean. You know what I'm saying.
1: I do, we all do. And then he's going to spend all of this year just sitting there just being an opposition analyst and watching the best midfielders in the game just do their thing for an entire season. And he's going to be paid to just sit there and do that. Um, that's exciting.
0: Do we first pick him next year?
1: He'll be up there for me.
0: He'll be priced to average a 100. So what's that, about a bit over 500k? What's if we, if we get 500? an injury
1: discount and he's less than 500k, mm. Mm, yeah, nearly first pick. We picked.
0: might, but I suspect they're going to price him to his average. But yeah, either way, 500k, <laughs> I'm backing him in for the Clayton Oliver second year.
1: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm I'm picking him ahead of An- Andrew Brayshaw, that's for sure. Well, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't, Damo? <laughs> oh, oh, dear.
0: Should. should we wrap, should we wrap this bad you. boy out? Absolutely, we should. Thank you to Telebeats for the music. Didn't say it at the start. I forget. I'm sorry. We, I'm the worst. We
1: got distracted by Sean Higgins. It was my fault, really. I was too blinded by what was in front of me as opposed to... Telebeats who has been there for us for a very long time um, with that sensational intro
0: and I just want to say uh, thank you to everyone who's joining in the streams jumping on the website we're getting a lot of traffic through getting heaps and heaps of comments it's awesome to see you all I also want to do a personal shout out patch to uh, Zano or Zane. you if people know him he's a huge swan supporter Zayn red and white on twitter his instagram is zano art he's produced an awesome awesome eddie betts print slash drawing that he said he's going to send me so i'm super excited but yeah go and follow him on instagram at zano art for some awesome sketches and and uh and drawings and paintings of afl football players he's a talented human being follow him on twitter as well zane red and white
1: Shout out shout out to everyone in the Drockinald's group that is doing very well too in terms of rankings. Um all the all the rankings that are just right up there. It's wonderful to see. Um and shout out to anyone who's just having a good year of it.
0: Shout out to anyone who's just having fun with it as well. Just I'm having so much uh, fun I with mean, fantasy football this year.
1: Yeah, no, but is fun as important as, as doing well and succeeding, Lek Dog? Really?
0: Is is fun as good as being on a list higher and better than other people? I've got a, hard I've to got say, a, Patch.
1: I've got a smaller number than you this year. So does that make me a better person? When you really get down to it,
0: I, legally it does. Look, I'm not saying that legally it doesn't. Legally, you are the better person. So
1: technically, I'm technically correct
0: you yes you're technically correct but you also have more to lose so <laughs> i'm happy to put you up on that pedestal baby
1: oh but oh boy oh boy just just rock the pedestal from the base all right community we're waffling on now um thank you for tuning in thank you let for hanging out with me it's always a blast go
0: peace out community go blues